quick recording outside as we have some family responsibilities to take care of today. But I thought it was important to bring you the daily financial news because today was CPI day. We have a lot to talk about CPI. Remember, CPI stands for uh, Consumer Price Index. It is generally looked at as a inflation gauge. So we're going to talk about what the CPI numbers were, what the expectations were, how the market is going to react, and then how I think we should proceed going forward. On top of that, we need to talk about some earnings from KB Homes. We could talk about uh, the layoff tracker. Uh, we can talk about Starbucks copying Disney. Uh, and we have some more experts to talk about. But let's get into it. Let's get right into CPI. What happened this morning? Well, folks, in order to do this, remember, we always talk about four numbers. We talk about headline. We talk about core. We talk about year on year. We talk about month on month. So let's go through the expectations. We will go through the results and then what happens from here. First off, headline expectations uh, was expected to come down negative 0.1%. Deflation, right? This is the cost of things getting cheaper at the headline level. Core, which I keep highlighting and reminding you, is the one to watch. Because again, headline has food and energy variables that are often uh, very volatile. Core was expected to go up 0.3 month on month. The year-on-year -year expectation for headline was six and a half, and the expectation for core was 5.7. So what happened? What were the actual numbers? Well, across the board, the experts got every number correct. Month-on-month -month headline, negative 0.1. Year-on-year headline, 6.5. Core, month-on-month, -month, plus 0.3. And yearly, 5.7. So again, of the four variables, the experts got all four correct. As I tried to highlight yesterday in a conversation with Anna Kelly, now we get the overreaction. I believe we are going to start to hear people say things like time for the Fed to cut, time for the Fed to pause, time for a U-turn. The economy is rolling over, right? We have heard from billionaires uh, such as Elon Musk and various hotel billionaires saying, hey, uh, you know, cut it out. You're hurting our business. Well, that's just it. They have more work to do. So again, if you look inside the numbers, if you look inside headline, gas is down last month. Although I don't know if you've been to the gas station recently, at least in California, gas is up. So we'll see what happens there. Food is still up as well. If you look inside core, which again, I remind you to look at consistently, core, uh, shelter contributed 0.8%. That is important. We will talk about that in a minute. Other thing about, um, you know, shelter inflation is it's going up. Two months ago, 0.6. Last month, 0.7. This month, 0.8. These are things I've been highlighting as coming. Remember, I talk about inflation having three components. The easy stuff, the hard stuff, and the really, really hard stuff. We will talk about that more later. 
Right after the release of these numbers, I saw some shocking data. About a week ago, maybe 10 days ago, the talk for the February 1st Fed rate increase was 50% on 50 basis points and 50% on a quarter. As of about 30 minutes ago, 50 basis point rate hike on February 1st is now zero. The chances for a quarter point rate hike are 74%. And folks, there is a 26% chance of a pause. This again, I think, is the market being wrong. The Fed has been remarkably clear. They are going to raise rates. I believe February 1st, as I have called for months, will be 25 basis points. I still believe the March rise, March increase will be 25 basis points. And then, and only then, the Fed might pause. So now let's talk about what the talking heads on TV are going to say. They are going to basically call out the Fed for being wrong, aggressive, hurting the economy, causing pains, job losses, all of those things. That is what we are going to hear a lot about today. You are going to hear a lot of people say, see, I told you so. Kathy Wood will likely be on some air somewhere saying, see, I told you so. The Fed's got to cut. The economy is tanking, yada, yada, yada. That's hopium. That is not coming. The Fed will be raising rates February 1st. Now let's remind you what I have been trying to help you understand about inflation. And near as I can tell, I'm the only one that consistently educates or helps understand. Inflation has three components. There is the goods components. Think physical goods. Things that are shipped on trucks and ships and things of that nature. That stuff is easy to come down. And we are seeing that happen right now. I believe this month was the last month where the easy stuff was coming down. We are now rolling into the hard stuff. And the hard stuff is housing. We have heard endlessly that housing is a lagging indicator. That is true. But it doesn't stop it from being a lagging indicator. We are going to see shelter inflation or owner's equivalent rent be a positive number to core inflation for many, many months. I believe it is the July, August, or perhaps September readings of CPI where you will see shelter inflation roll over. Not negative, but roll over. And then, folks, there's the hard part. There's services, a.k.a. wages. And that is the really, really hard stuff, especially in a structural economy that is deglobalizing. I believe the employee has the power and will be seeing outsized wage increases the next several years. So again, I think inflation gets to 6% relatively quickly. I believe by the middle of the year, we could see 4% as shelter inflation rolls over. But I do not see sub, you know, three and a half before the end of the year. And that means my call of two rate increases stand. My call of uh, no rate cuts in 2023 stand. So that's kind of where we are. CPI is a big deal. I do believe mortgage rates will go down because I think the bond market will keep screaming, you're wrong. And uh, we will see uh, where this goes. So on top of that, we got some interesting reports from KB Homes. 
KB Homes is one I track because they are the entry-level home provider, in my opinion. Uh, they miss top line, miss bottom line. Their gross orders were down 47%. Their cancellation rate was 68%. It was just an ugly, ugly number. But still, KB Homes made $2.36. Their average selling price is $510,000. I just... You can't make this stuff up. Gross orders, a.k.a. transactions, down 47%. Price, up 13%. Yes, folks, KB Homes, entry-level home builders, average home price is up 13%. These crash callers are, are going to be uh, pulling their head or hair out. Uh, net orders for the quarter. We're 692. Uh, that is down 80% year on year. So again, uh, not good. Nothing good from KB Homes. Lastly, they lowered their yearly expectations from 6.9 billion to somewhere between five and six billion. So they have slapped a billion dollars off top line revenue. So again, this is um, this is what builders do. They just slow down. Is what we've been talking about. Uh, more and more layoffs coming. Flexport announced a 20% layoff coming. This is a supply chain software company. Uh, I do believe a lot of software companies are in trouble. That is my history. Uh, just look at salesforce.com as an example. They are seeing their monthly revenue stream fall, renewals fall, user counts fall. It is not good news in the software space. Alphabet cutting heads 15% in their health science division. BlackRock is cutting 500 heads or 3%. Goldman is cutting six and a half. Remember, folks, I warned about a white collar recession coming to tech and finance. Here we are. Um, something that the layoff tracker, the, the young man in the Silicon Valley created to track tech layoffs. He is highlighting that, yes, layoffs are up, uh, but he is saying currently, currently, tech workers are finding jobs quickly. So you are not going to see a uptick in unemployment claims. In fact, unemployment claims for the week came out today and they were down 1,000. So again, we are still weekly unemployment claims around 200,000. The Fed's not winning until that's over 300,000. Starbucks has decided to copy Disney. Disney yesterday, remember Bob Iger said, get your ass back to the office four days a week. Starbucks said, get your butt back in seats three days a week. We are seeing corporate America demanding that our employees return. Looks like Jamie Dimon is changing his tune. Remember Jamie Dimon about six months ago said, folks, there's a hurricane coming. Get ready, batten down the hatches. He is now saying, you know what? Maybe that's not a hurricane. Maybe it's just some dark clouds with heavy rain. Jamie Dimon is basically saying a soft landing is more possible today than it was six months ago, which you have heard me agree with in the last several days. My odds went from 2% to 15%. Still not the base case, still not probable, but hey, 15% is better than two. On top of that, Paul Krugman, who is a Nobel Prize economist, came out yesterday and said, maybe my outlook was too negative. Maybe my fear for the U.S. is overblown. A soft landing is increasingly possible. The good news is, folks, I brought you my thoughts on this several days ago. Now these experts are catching up.
Paul Krugman says China reopening will absolutely be bumpy, but a net positive. Europe's gas supplies are holding up and thus far a mild winter. So again, the economy is weaker. Jeff, uh, on top of that, Jeff Gunlock, who is often called a bond guru and generally a bear, he is saying the economy is weaker than the Fed expects. Got a releasement about global PCs. Looks like global PC shipments were down 28%. Folks, this is back to stuff. This is back to CPI inflation coming down. We bought all the PCs. We don't recycle our PCs every year. At least most of us don't. So this is why we have a lot of pull forward and you will see prices of PCs come down. Goldman Sachs is out saying we will see a 25% decline. Hey, Tom, thank you for the uh, sticker. I think that's what that is. I appreciate that, Tom. Greatly appreciate it. Goldman Sachs is out saying 25% price declines in overheated markets is possible. This is what I brought you weeks ago. Specifically, Goldman Sachs says San Jose, California, Phoenix, Arizona, Austin, and San Diego. I want to remind you, I did a video about my 12 predictions for 2023 housing. One of them was the bubble or iBuyer markets would fall possibly 25% by summer and then return. iBuyers becoming iSellers and eventually iGone have distorted markets and they will be gone by the summer and markets will heal themselves. Lastly, Logitech came out and missed expectations horribly. Top line, bottom line, and slashed their outlet. So again, folks, CPI number came in negative 0.1. We are going to hear the talking heads. We're going to hear people yelling at the Fed. The Fed is going to stay pat. The Fed is going to talk tough. I believe we will get a quarter point on February 1st, followed by another quarter point in March. And then we are done. Folks, we are almost to terminal rate. This is good news. We can start to understand the cost of risk and we can start moving forward. And then lastly, I do expect mortgage rates to come down. I wonder if we will get mortgage rates sub 6% before the end of January. What do you think? Anybody know? Let me know below. Do you think we go sub 6% owner rock, 20% down best credit before the end of January? Remember, somebody called the average interest rate in 2023 sub 6%. I wonder who did that. In the end, folks, have an amazing day. Show you the background again. It's kind of cold. I'm going inside. Take care. Bye-bye.